It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in 978-301-6877. That's at 978-301-6877. Well, we're finally at the point where we are on to the Super Bowl in the NFL. That's right. This past week, the NFL Conference Championships in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs took down the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. And over in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers took down the Detroit Lions in a what I would call a nail-biter of a game, 34-31. So there it is, setting up the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in just over two weeks between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. A rematch of a few years ago, and unfortunately, not to scare anybody, but the last time that these two teams did meet in the Super Bowl, a month or so later, the world shut down due to the coronavirus. So let's hope nothing like that happens this time around. A little uh, more news around the NFL uh, front and uh, the coaching search. Uh, and more for the Atlanta Falcons. They ended up hiring Raheem Morris. So that is right. Bill Belichick is no longer a candidate for the coaching job uh, for the Falcons. So the million-dollar question is, will Bill Belichick, I guess, ever coach again in the NFL, and will he try and get a head coaching job this year? Or will he have to sit out? This year. You know, does Bill Belichick accept the fact that, hey, his coaching career is over? And maybe he moves over to the broadcast side of things. His uh, his quarterback, his former quarterback, Tom Brady, is set to start his broadcast career this upcoming year. For uh, for NFL on Fox, he is set to most likely uh, take over for Greg Olson as the number one analyst for NFL on Fox, uh, and sit next to Kevin Burkhart uh, next year. So we'll see if that if that does end up happening. I mean, you know, it was supposed to happen right after Brady retired. And the first time he retired, he came out of retirement. And then last year announced he was going to take a year off from everything and, I guess, learn a different side of football. So, you know, maybe has, you know, has, uh, has Tom Brady been secretly broadcasting the games over the last, uh, you know, over the last, you know, few weeks or whatever? I don't know. A few months, rather. So it'll be interesting. I mean, listen, Tom Brady is a great, or he was a great quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback of all time. 
But just because he was the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks of all time does not mean that he is going to be the, the best broadcaster of all time. Two total different things, not as easy as it looks, totally different than what he does on his podcast every week with Jim Gray. So a lot of work to come for Tom Brady. There'll be, you know, a different side that I think we all will be seeing him. And it will be interesting to see how Tom Brady is as a broadcast analyst for the NFL. It might work. It might not work. You know, Greg Olson feels as if he should, you know, have the chance to beat out Tom Brady, that he's better than Tom Brady. Or he might be better than Tom Brady, rather. You know, part of the reason that Tom Brady's going to end up broadcasting and be the number one analyst is just because he's Tom Brady. Well, I mean, yeah. You got that right, Greg. So, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Brady ends up uh, ends up doing. And, you know, could it be that Bill Belichick possibly joins... Um, you know, one of the, one of the news outlets, um, as an analyst as well, NFL, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, I mean, NFL Network, CBS, Fox, NBC, you never know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, with Bill Belichick to say the least, you know, does he, you know, is there a possibility? So there's two, there's still two Head coaching jobs available in the NFL, and that's for the um, Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. They haven't been connected at all. So it'll be interesting to see if now that Belichick knows that he's out in Atlanta, that maybe he's brought in for an interview for Washington or Seattle. Wouldn't be the first time that he'd follow Pete Carroll. And so... It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bill Belichick, where he ends up. Does he end up coaching a team? Does he end up maybe taking a GM job? Does he end up taking the year off completely? Could he go to, um, you know, the news side of things and, and uh, be an analyst on TV? I don't know. So we, we'll just have to wait and see. However, something that got a lot of attention uh, on my Twitter a few um, a few days ago, I suppose, was uh, that apparently Bill Belichick wasn't happy with the Falcons as he thought that he had the head coaching job, but the Falcons decided they didn't want to give him all of the control that he wanted. And so, you know, that's probably that probably has some truth to it. Probably has some truth to it. Now, yeah, anybody's going to be disappointed they didn't get a job. So, okay, say that's true. And then, you know, did the Falcons, you know, want to, you know, give him all of the control? Did they not? You know, you don't know. You know, or was this some just really sneaky way of the, of the, of the Falcons trying to get back at Bill Belichick after the 28-3 to comeback? So, needless to say, 
the Falcons are out for 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 Bill Belichick, and he's going to have to you know figure something else out. So let's go to the first caller of the day, uh, Evan from Dorchester. Evan, what's going on? Harrison Chase, first and foremost, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm calling in today. Um, I know we haven't spoken in a while. I've been off doing, uh, taking some classes here and there in Rhode Island. But I want to talk to you today about just kind of the past couple weeks in the football world. And um, specifically, I'd like to speak on two things, actually. Nick Saban retiring, what that means for college football. Do you think good, bad? And then most importantly, I like to talk about Bill Belichick. Not sure if you're familiar with the name, head coach of the New England Patriots for 24 seasons. Oh, yeah. Um, what his firing, not firing, I'm sorry, what his departure means for the Patriots? Is this a good thing, a bad thing? Are we happy with the post-Brady world? Is, we, is Bill Belichick, is it what he wanted it to be? Um, cause personally, I think it was embarrassing, but, um, yeah, I'd like to speak on Belichick and Nick Saban. Yeah. So listen, uh, Nick Saban, obviously. So I think for both Bill Belichick and for Nick Saban, now Nick Saban's come out and said it. I don't know if necessarily we've heard it from Bill Belichick yet, but you know, Nick Saban has come out and said, listen, the times are just not, they're just not there anymore. You know, my times of coaching are totally. I, I think Nick Saban couldn't take NIL. That's what I personally think. Well, that's a that's Nick a true Saban story too. NIL. You have NIL, you have the transfer portal, and it's just it's a different day and age now for college football. It's a different game than what it was. Absolutely. So I do when Phil Bluen was playing QB for Tennessee that one year. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So you know, listen. I think you know, good for Nick Saban realizing that. He just doesn't have it anymore. He he isn't able to put in um, what he would like as far as energy, etc. And yep. you know, step down. And and it's good that he he realizes do you think that. The program. Do you, sorry to cut you off, to Harrison. That'd be good. Do you think the program in Alabama will continue to be when we think college football, we think Alabama, or do you think that will deteriorate deteriorate over the years? Um, uh, I would. I would. I personally think Nick Saban was Alabama, and Alabama was Nick Saban. Yeah, you know, I I do think we're going to see a drop off uh, with the Alabama football team, similar to what yeah. we saw with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and the Patriots after Brady left. Yep. So uh-huh. I do think that's going to happen. But you know, will Alabama end up being back to where Alabama was? Yeah, a hundred percent. But I don't yeah. think it's going to be this year, and I don't think it's going to be next year. There's going to have to be, you know, an adaption to things, and you know, they're going to live how we're living right now in New England. Exactly, and so how it'll great. be it'll be hard for the fans to deal with and stuff. You know, college football games out there are always, you know, are always a fun time. I mean, you know, Evan, you go to you go to Brian. I went to Merrimack. You know, those are small. Those are small schools. You know, Alabama and and out south and these big oh, schools. Crazy. It's just a different world. It's a different game. Oh, it's you know that's their that's their NFL. That those are their professional yeah. sports teams. And so, you know, yeah, they might have a few couple uh, tough years, but I think they will recoup and they'll get back to um, where they've been. You know, for so oh. long with with Nick Saban. Yeah. And then going off that, uh, thank you for that. I, 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 I want to say I agree with you. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see that come true. But going to Bill Belichick, um, I'm not really sure your stance on 
whether the New England Patriots dynasty was a team effort, if it was 100% Tom Brady or 99% Tom Brady and 1% Belichick or 10% Gronk, what, what do you think about Bill Belichick and his departure and just his impact? I think so. I with think Brady and without Brady, we're going to find out a lot of information in that documentary that's coming out um, yes, in February. And because one of the lines that's you know in the commercial for it is, um, some I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's I think it's Julian Edelman or Danny Amendola or Wes Welker, one of the guys, saying basically, you know, we played for Tom Brady, you know, we yeah. we worked for Bill Belichick or something like that, something along those lines, like just really, basically they were there for you know they were there for Tom Brady and that was why they yep. weren't there yeah. for Bill Belichick and so. You know, I think a lot. I think that says a lot. Yes, it does. So I think a lot's going to get exposed. Um, but you know, listen, I, a lot of people will say, you know, it was all Brady. It was you know, half and half. You know, right now Brady has it. You know, Brady Brady has the scoreboard. Brady is winning the scoreboard, winning the score, and so you know, we'll 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 just have to see what happens moving forward. Um, but I, yeah. I do think that documentary is going to say a lot as to the Patriot way and all that stuff. So am I? Yeah. You know, am I, I surprised? No, I'm not surprised. And so, so does that that put you? In, that gives me the question though. Do you think? Do you think that? Um, sorry, I just had a little blank. That do you think Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time, or does this change your view on that? Well, I don't know if he is the greatest coach of all time. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know if he is. See, oh, seeing who, seeing the coaches in the day, who would you put above Belichick? I mean, you know, I don't know. Belichick is pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, just just looking at you know the the flat you know stats and stuff. you know, Bill Belichick's chasing down the, you know, chasing down the all-time wins record. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. like, you Did have you stuff. think he's done in the NFL? I don't know if he's done in the NFL. I, you know, I think he, I don't know if he's going to go anywhere this year. Yeah. I think, I for this year coming up, I think if there's a situation where Buffalo gets off on a bad start, if Dallas gets off on a bad start, or if the if or if the Eagles uh, start off on a bad spot, then maybe Belichick you, comes in. Where do you think? Because and actually, I'll drop this. I'll drop this on you. There's a possibility, whether or not Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl or not, there is speculation out there that this might be Andy Reid's last year. Harrison Chase, if Bill Belichick went to the Chiefs to coach Patrick Mahomes and win Super Bowls, that would break my heart. It would, but you know what? Do you blame the guy? Listen, what no, what 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 do what do the Chiefs want to do? Because they they want to win. What does Bill Belichick want to do? He wants to win. He wants to get the all time, you know, points uh, or wins record rather. And do you think he'd be better off going to the Eagles because it let um? Hillman, Wesley Hillman went to Atlanta, and then Belichick now only has 
because um, there's no remaining spots in the NFL. So do you think that the Eagles or the Chiefs would be the better situation? Well, no, there are. They, there's Washington and, and Seattle open, but they they had no interest yeah. in 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 Belichick. Yeah, but I, I I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. I meant to say for Bill. So the Chiefs. Uh, just, I think uh, I think uh, if I think if yeah. But I want to ask you the best possible situation for Belichick is to come into the Chiefs. You're saying? Yeah, I'd say or so. The it's okay. the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs or the Eagles. You have two options there, but I think the better yeah. option might be the Chiefs. I think he, you know, I'm I sure agree. Belichick wants I to think... prove that he can he can win another one on his own, and yeah. he wants to get the all win all time wins record. And so you have to go yeah. to a team hey, that's already established win. and already has a lot of um, good players and stuff. And so, you know, those guys they play for Andy Reid. Andy Reid's way of coaching is similar to the Bill Belichick way of coaching. They they right. have the old style of coaching. And so, you know, I, I think that transition would be somewhat smooth. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of players out there have a lot of respect for Bill Belichick and, you know, as as how good of a coach he is. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, I can't imagine the Chiefs players would be disappointed if, you know, they'll be disappointed if Andy Reid retires. But if mm-hmm. Bill Belichick came in to take over to just keep winning another few years— I, I don't yeah. think they'd have too much of a problem with it. No, agreed. Harrison, thank you for your time today. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, as always, go Patriots. Uh, thank you, Harrison. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Evan. All right, there's uh, Evan from uh, Dorchester there with a few takes on uh, the Patriots and a uh, little, little uh, Nick Saban action over there uh, with Alabama, leaving Alabama. So that kind of co- you know that kind of covered everything you know around the NFL. I wanted to talk about real quick the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am is this week out at Pebble Beach, and some players to be uh, looking forward to is former New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and current Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen have both committed to play in the Pro-Am. And, you know, you have all the other celebrities that always uh, play in it, so it should be a uh, great time. Uh, past uh, past guest of the show, uh, Bill Paraki, um, former CEO of, of Pebble Beach, um, obviously is uh, down there now helping helping things run run smoothly, even though he's retired. He's uh, I'm sure he's still very, very busy. Uh, as we speak, getting ready, uh, getting ready for this, uh, getting ready for this week and this uh, this great event. Uh, moving over real quick to the NBA and the Boston Celtics. Well, last week the Celtics lost at home, and this week the Celtics lost at home. Last week was to the Denver Nuggets, 102-100, former NBA champions, and then this past week they lost to the LA Clippers, 115 to 96. At one point, they were down by 30 points. Absolutely pathetic. I mean, you would almost just rather sum it up as they didn't show up to play. And they really didn't, and that's the truth. So, you know, I guess, you know, looking uh, looking over the past week for the Celtics, uh, last Monday they beat the Mavericks 119-110. to They beat the Heat. They had a great game against the Heat, 143-110. to but then they really just dropped an egg against the Clippers at home and lost 115 to 96. 
They do play the uh, they'll play the Pelicans tonight at seven thirty at home. They'll play the Pacers again tomorrow at home, and then the Lakers will come into town on Thursday. Grizzlies on Sunday. Little uh, what, what, what do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven-game homestand right here happening all the way up to uh, next Friday, the 9th. So Celtics have a little bit of a little bit of a homestand, which is uh, which is good for them, and you know catch up catch up with their family, spend some time with their families, and um, you know we'll see. As far as the standings go, the uh, the Celtics are still in first place of the East, 35 and 11. The other big news in the um, in the NBA was that the Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach and hired former Celtics head coach Doc Rivers out of the blue. Let's go to Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? Harrison, it's a good thing we have the Celtics and Bruins because our football and baseball team, they're just not doing anything for us, you know? I um, couldn't I'm, agree I'm more. Actually, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm actually shocked that, well, I guess I'm not too shocked that Bill Belichick is not coaching in 2024. Um, that's it, it was actually surprising because I thought he had that Atlanta Falcons job, but I think he wanted personnel power, and that's not something I don't think any owner is going to give him right now. You know, I don't think they're going to because of you know what happened the last few years in New England there. But um, you know, I I wanted to talk about you know who, what they should do with that third pick. Do I consider myself an expert? No, but I think they need some a major playmaker on offense. And that to me, if he's there at number three, should be Marvin Harrison Jr. I think they need a receiver. They absolutely need a receiver. I think they can get a good quarterback in the second round. I think there's still going to be plenty, plenty of guys there. I, I you know, there, but it also depends on what are the bears going to do with that first pick. There's rumors going around that they're going to trade. The Patriots could trade for quote unquote, Justin Fields and, you know, it's it's. Would you be happy with that? So, say theoretically, say theoretically, the Patriots trade a third round pick for Justin Fields. Do you see? Um, I would. You know, and, and you get Marvin Harrison Jr. at third. Are you happy with that? Yes, I am. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I I I I I think Fields is is, you know, is an explosive guy. Um, I think he just needs the right coaching and perhaps, you know, Mayo and Covington, the new defensive, no, I'm sorry, whoever the offensive coordinator comes in is, then, you know, I, that's what I think he is. I don't think he's getting the support he needs in Chicago. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a ma- matter of seat. But I just, I, I think they just need that. They, in my opinion, they haven't had a playmaker, you know, of the sorts of a Moss or Edelman or Amendola or Welker, I mean, in forever, I think, in you know, Gronk for the tight end position, but you know, it's just, that's what they got to build up. And I'm, and I'm happy that, you know, like San Francisco were a dynasty for a while there. They went down the hoop. Now they're coming. Now they're making a comeback. So, and that's with a quarterback that was the last person taken in the draft. So there's hope out there, but we just got to make the right decisions. You know, I don't think they're going to be bad defensively, but when I, when I look at it and I know he, he made, he made a couple of, you know, stupid play uh, penalties in the game yesterday, but Zay Flowers just looked explosive. And I wonder if the Patriots went and drafted him instead of Christian Gonzalez, could we be talking something different here? Was he the missing link to that? I don't know. But all I know is that we have to do, we have to get, 
away, you know, away from doing what we've been doing and, and, and start taking some risks here. And I think let's get Harrison. Let's, I'm sure there'll be a quarterback in the second round there. Or if you want to trade into the first round, somebody's up there in the end, why don't do that? You know, trade your second pick up there. But, you know, it seems like the Patriots and then our own beloved Red Sox who are just going to, you know, where have they improved? They haven't. They haven't improved at all. I mean, yeah, they got Lucas Gugliotta, but he's not, you know, he's not what he used to be when he first came up. You know, he's, he's, had a, he's had a, I think he's had like a six or a seven ERA over the last three or four seasons. He can strike people out, but he just, he can't, he just, you know, he just can't get the ball over the plate. He has control issues and whatnot. I mean, if that's the best that we're going to do, you know, there's some, I am, I am excited though about Vaughn Grisham. I am excited about him. I think he's going to be a good second baseman. Um, it's just, it's just, I, I think they need to trade for a starter. I think they have to go in opening day. They have to get one more starter. That's a proven starter, not somebody that they're just going to, you know, pull off the waiver wire there, you know, right. but it's just, it's been, it's been a disappointing off season. It really has been sucked. So, you know, our two teams that were kind of at the top there are getting outgunned here by the Celtics and Bruins and, you know, I mean, who would have thought the Bruins would have been doing what they're doing without Bergeron and Krejci? I mean, it's just it's been remarkable. It's it's just it's unbelievable. You know, do they have enough to take it in the in the playoffs? That's yet to be seen. You know, I mean, you know, Marshan and Pasternak are definitely, I think, I think elite. Um, Almak's been very very shaky, but Swayman, I mean, Swayman's been incredible this year. I think that's why he's on the All Star team. You know, but I agree. It's just you know we just have to. This is this is the opportunity for Bob Kraft to do something special without the best quarterback in the game and without the best coach in the game. So I just hope I you know the jury's out on Gerard Mayo. You know he was a heck of, heck of a player when he was around. Can that translate into being a good head coach? You know we'll see. But I don't know. Maybe Kraft can work his magic again and he found somebody. But um, this is really this is really a major off season for them for the draft picks and for money. And, you know, with, with all this money that they have, I think there's a few players they, they have to re-sign. Two in particular, I think. I, I, I'd like them to re-sign Kendrick Bourne. And I, but I think on the defensive side of the ball, I think they got to re-sign Kyle Duggar. I think that's going to be – those are the two ones. And then, and then maybe Hunter Henry's third because they don't have tight ends right now. Right. They, you know, go with somebody else there. But um, it's going to be – you know, and I wouldn't bet on the Red Sox – Listen, if the Red Sox pull up what the Orioles did last year, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. But I just don't think it's happening. So it's just going to be another. I think it's going to be another. I mean, they, I mean, there's, there's all. I think all but two national sports writers are picking the Red Sox to finish last in the in the division. Huh. Um, the, but the, the highest people are picking them as fourth. Two other guys, and they picked in Tampa Bay because they just deplete their their whole organization, you know, in fifth. But you know, it's just not. It's just not looking good for them. It's going to be a long summer around the ballpark here, unless something miraculous happens. It's going to be a long summer, but we shall see. Uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl, Kansas City, San Francisco. You know, it's it's. Um, there's arguments to be made on both ends there. I'd like to see San Francisco win it. I mean, what a story that would be. You're the quarterback of the of Mr. Irrelevant, the last person picked in the draft. But then you get Patrick Mahomes, who's already elite, but he's just going to. If he wins another one, he's just going to make him. Uh, you know, even, you know, in the same conversation with Tom Brady now. Um, right. I, I can imagine that. But, you know, but um, but then there's talk Andy Reid may retire. And if he retires, then is that is that something Bill goes into? I don't see it because I no one's going to give up, give him personnel 
um, uh, last say anymore. I just don't think that's going to happen. But if you I, have, I if, because... if, if, if Belichick goes to the Chiefs, does he really need? Does he really need or want that personnel? I mean, they're they're stacked. If he goes there, they're gonna win. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna break the record within two years, and he'll probably yeah. win another Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. I, I you know, isn't that what he wants? Isn't that what he wants to come back and win another Super Bowl to prove that he can win another Super yeah. Bowl or win a Super Bowl without Brady and yeah. get the record? Yeah. And I hope, you know, when I called you before, a year or two ago, I said, I, I, you know, there was everything within me that wanted Belichick to win one without Brady so that those, those conversations would stop. And so right. I hope Bill gets another opportunity in the next couple of years and, you know, breaks the record and, and gets a Super Bowl because, you know, then it all can stop. Then we can say they all won. Then, then it would just be up to, with Kraft ever won without them? We know Kraft's been to a Super Bowl without them, except Belichick was the defensive coordinator when they when they went there against the Packers. But, you know, then th- that's going to be the next thing now. Kraft you know what's, you know what's interesting is I haven't heard that yet. I haven't heard that, that yeah. take yet of, you know, the Brady-Belichick, the divorce, you know, who's better, who can win without. And then uh, and now you're bringing Kraft into the equation, and I have never heard that before. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of just throwing that out there because, you know, that I don't know. No one's talking about that, but I think it's... Nobody is. You know, is, you know, no, nobody. And it's it's an interesting thing that nobody is. And it's uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah. Are you going to watch that documentary in a couple of weeks on uh, Apple TV there? Apple Plus, I mean? Yeah, I'm looking... I'm looking... To see the book written by Jeff Benedict. I'm looking forward to it. I think... Uh... I think it's going to tell us a lot of things. So, you know, some of the commercials already just, you know, advertising for it. It's just, you know, and I, I brought this up to the first caller, Evan, and I'm paraphrasing when I say this, but it was one of like, I think it was like Edelman or, or Welker or, or Amendola, whoever it was that said, you know, we play for Tom Brady, we work for Belichick. Like, like one of those lines that's yeah. saying the reason why they're there yeah. is because of Tom Brady, not because of Bill Belichick. Yeah. So I think a lot's going to come out. You know, there's that line of Kraft saying, I was just trying to keep everything together and um, or functional, if you will. And so I think a lot's going to come out from it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be good. It's going to give us a lot of insight. If you haven't read the book, the book's outstanding. So I'm going to see how some, you know, sometimes the book and the, and the, and the shows or movies don't really add up, but. Um, I, if, if it's anything like the book, I mean, it's, it, then it's just going to be outstanding. So I'm looking forward to that. And we'll get more insight into this, uh, into the Patriots dynasty. So I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Good, good to talk to you as always. All right. Thanks, Derwin. Appreciate it. All right. So there's uh, Derwin there with a few takes all around the board. Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, and how lucky Boston sports fans are that we have um, the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins because of how bad the Patriots are and how bad the Boston Bruins are. And do you really think that, you know, the Bruins, or not the Bruins, but the Red Sox are going to make a difference moving forward? So with that, let's go to Al from Everett. Al, what's going on? Hello. Al, what's going on? Harrison, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You finally won your battle, and Bill Belichick is gone. Gone, uh, fired, and retired by the greatest quarterback that ever lived, greatest 
football player that ever lived, Tom Brady. We were waiting four years ago. I predicted all of it, that he'd be the, big, the exposure of the biggest fraud in sports history would happen. And here we are. And I couldn't, Harrison, I couldn't have wrote a better script. He's actually out there. No one will even hire him. No one will hire him. And, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. All the stuff that just came out, he's the one to get rid of Brady. We all hired him knew that. It wasn't the Kraft. That's not the Kraft's job. He's the GM. He told him he was too old. And the best one was, Harrison, the best one. 2006, after three Super Bowls, he wanted to get rid of him for draft picks and trade him and show people that he could win with a top 15 quarterback. That's the, that's the actions of an absolute madman. <laughs> madman. And then in 2014, he tried to keep Garoppolo and send him to San Fran. The Kraft stopped that. This guy, and now look what he did to himself. He gets rid of him, sends him down to, to Tampa Bay. Brady wins the Super Bowl, and this moron is walking around looking for a job. <laughs> Touche, Tommy. A bitch slapping of monumental proportions. You're getting the last laugh out of this one, so I'm glad. I mean, I have to give you credit where credit's due. You've been saying it forever. Forever. He is He is a less than – he's a sub – he's a defensive coordinator that hit a billion-dollar lottery ticket. He's been fired twice without Tom Brady in two five-year careers. That's – it's one thing to go – Harris, it's one thing to go nine and seven, seven and nine, eight and eight – Andy Reid hasn't had a losing season in, in Kansas City. And he had Alex Smith and whoever else all the, all the years before, uh, what's his name was there, before Mahomes came along. Mahomes. This guy is a miserable failure without Tom Brady. And he had two number one pick quarterbacks, Bledsoe and Testaverde with Cleveland, and still couldn't do anything. Yeah, it just it just goes it just goes to it just goes to show. Just goes to show. You I'm think he you. you think he's done? You think no team will hire him again? You think he's done? Maybe I, if he's I, Harrison, lucky, get a broadcast deal. A couple of weeks ago, when he before he was even fired, I said he's going to be fired. I told him before the season, my friends, I got I got dinner bets with guys. <laughs> I got more dinners coming my way. Perfect. That bet me that he would not be fired. Okay, I got those coming my way. Then I bet that he wouldn't get a job. I bet two. I got two to one dinners on those. Nice. That he wouldn't get a job. I had to get odds on that one. There you go. And thank. What happened was Arthur Blank was the only guy that wanted Bill Belichick, and all he had to do, Harrison, was spend five hours on his boat with him on his on his yacht, and that was enough. That was enough for that. That's all he had to do was spend five hours with this miserable son of a bee, <laughs> and that's all he needed to see, and that was it. For that was the end of Belichick. Yeah, I guess you know. Do you, do you is there anything to it that you know? Do you think Arthur Blank actually did it on purpose for you know after after the Patriots came back after the twenty eight to three win and really tore their hearts out? Do you think you know maybe he's like you know what I'm going to bring Belichick in, make him feel like he's going to be the next coach, and then drop him and not hire him? You know something, Harrison. It's the first time I've heard this. I, you know something. God, I hope so. <laughs> if that's the case. Then Arthur Blank is my favorite person on the planet after Tom Brady. Uh, that I that would be. I hope he did. That would be tremendous. It's interesting. It's interesting to think not, about. Not enough bad things can happen to this guy. It's one thing, Harrison. I'm the kind of guy 
you you luck into something good for you, good for you, good for you. Yeah, you. But when you turn around and don't act know where your bread is buttered and treat a guy like he treated this kid all these years, threw him out with yesterday's trash, yesterday's trash, wouldn't even give him fourteen million for one year, and then he turns around and look what happened. And now Harrison, he cost himself the wins record because he'd already have it if he kept Brady, right? That's right. That's a hey, that's what that's called. Poetic justice. That's what that's called. Do you uh are you gonna are you gonna watch the uh Apple documentary about about the Belichick and the Brady, you know, all those oh, years it, together? It, the, the previews look tremendous. I hope it's it looks like it should look. It looks like they're getting to the bottom of it. You hit Amendola. I we, did. We we worked for we worked for Bill, we played for Tom. He was the coach in the locker room. He from McGinnis and all those guys that Parcells brought in. Belichick didn't even bring those guys in. All those pro bowlers that 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 Bellet that Parcells taught how to how to win, how to be in a locker room, how to police the locker room. He taught all those guys: Bruschi, McGinnis, uh, you name it. Troy Brown, uh, uh, Adam Vinatieri, Ted Johnson. I could go on and on. Parcells picked all those guys that won those first three Super Bowls, and and Tom Brady went off and he took the ball and he ran with it. And he, and he kept that locker room the way it was supposed to be all those years. And I'll tell you, if he had a better coach, if he had a coach that knew how to pick offensive players, he wouldn't have went 10 years without a Super Bowl. He wouldn't have, he would have won more. I've been telling people that for years. Yep. And they've uh, genius. I, my ass, he's a genius. <laughs> Look what a genius he is without Tom, right? That's right. That's right. Look at, he deserves, this is what he, he deserves everything he's got coming here. I hope he flails around looking for a job. For the next few years, I hope nobody hires him. How's your How's your website going? It was Tom.com, buddy. I'm I'm updating it now. The next phase is we said let's get him fired. We I, on that website we're begging the crafts get rid of this guy. We want Tom now. We want Tom back in the fold before we. It, it, it's nothing's been done in the with the Raiders. The crafts want to make this up, and I know the crafts want to make it up to him. Bring him in here. Give him a piece of the team. And let him be around that facility whenever he can possibly be, and let him try and lure good players to the Patriots, and keep that guy, that miserable guy that no one wants anything to do with, far away as possible. Wow! There you go. I always knew you were passionate about it. <laughs> Harrison, thank you. We'll talk to you. Hey, thanks, Al. Appreciate it. There's Al from Everett, the great Al from Everett. Uh, always with uh, hot takes. Ever since the day I met him, he has always been against Bill Belichick, has always said that it was never Bill Belichick. It has always been Tom Brady. Tom Brady is covering up for Bill Belichick. And after Tom Brady left, seems like Al from Everett might have been right. So thanks for your call, Al. Always uh, always appreciate it. A little less than 20 minutes left here. On the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, can go ahead and call in 978 301 6877. That's 978 301 6877. Let's go to Robbie from Southie. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, how's it going? Going good. I had to think if I was going to say Robbie from Southie or Robbie from Connecticut. I didn't know your whereabouts. Might as well say Robbie from Southie. That's why. All right. All right. That's where I am. Yeah, kind of a transplant, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, your uh, your last caller, Al, he was 
I'd say he was pretty spot on. Uh, I definitely agree with that uh, that opinion about Belichick. I think the NFL is uh, kind of moving away from his style, and I think he needs to, you know, retire with his style of football, especially his style of football coaching. So I'm glad that uh, no one's uh, kind of giving him a look. But, hey, maybe. Uh, you know, do you think I, – I think that's a great way of putting it, to be, to be honest with you, is that he has to retire – you know, from his style of football. And it's true. It's just, you know, whether it's football or basketball, and it's not necessarily Bill Belichick in general, but players nowadays, people nowadays, you know, you can't yell at the player. You have to, you know, basically apologize to them if you yell at them. It's a soft world. And, you know, if you mess up, you know, God forbid you get benched. And nobody, you know, this world that we're living in now Nobody likes nobody likes that. Nobody goes for it. Everybody wants to take to social media and say something. Um, you know, just yesterday, the Chiefs player, uh, one of the Chiefs players was was put on, you know, I, not IR, but, you know, he was listed as injured slash personal reasons. And uh, mm-hmm. he took to Instagram, basically, to lash out on, on, on the Chiefs. I guess he had a daughter I, I, or a baby or something like that, but... You know, he said he definitely wasn't injured. I mean, I have no idea, but it's just, uh, I think you have a good way of putting that is that, you know, Belichick's style of coaching is just out and it's it's time to retire that style. And that's why I think, you know, Andy Reid's probably realizing, you know, he either has this year or next year and that's it. And, um, you know, same with Nick Saban in, in college, realizing it as well. Yeah, totally agree. And, and and like you said, the power is really in the hands of the players these days. Um, and that's probably because of social media for sure. And everyone kind of being more lenient on players and their public appearances and what they can and can't say. So they're in more direct contact with the viewers, uh, you know, than the coaches nowadays. So, you know, power is definitely with the players. And if I could add a little bit to what you said about Kendarius Tony, who is that Chiefs player. Is that is that who that it was? Okay, yeah. It was Kendarius Tony, and now he was previously on the Giants, traded, obviously, and uh, we ended up using the proceeds from that trade with Kansas City to get Darren Waller uh, for the Giants. Now, whether that's going to be good or bad in the future, I don't know, but letting Kendarius Tony go is definitely the right decision, in my opinion. From what I'm hearing and from what I'm hearing from this, uh, this is a similar issue he went through on the Giants, where is he injured? Is he not injured? I, I would describe him as kind of a cancer to the to the team, but he did have, uh, you know, kind of a baby on the way. But you know, who knows what kind of the true story is? But I did listen to his uh, his rant on Instagram Live, and uh, it was definitely interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, with the players' direct communication uh, with some of the fans, it's just you know the power is in their hands, and not in uh, you know, Belichick's hands as he'd like it to be. So, yeah, he, he definitely needs to uh, to retire because I, I don't see him changing in any reasonable way, uh, you know, to get to the point where uh, you know, any owner is going to kind of want him on the team, whether it's his defensive mind, which the NFL is totally staying away from uh, with head coaches or or some of his, uh, you know, coaching strategies. Like you said, benching, benching players are a mistake. People don't like that anymore. People want to see their guys play. So, yeah, he's got to – you know, I'd be curious to see if he where, where he goes, if he goes anywhere. 
Interesting. As far as Belichick's concerned. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, just, I guess, let's zoom in a little bit on your on your New York Giants. What do you what do you want them to to what, what do you want to see them do this uh, this off season? What do you think you guys need to be uh, to be a better team and uh, you know make the playoffs and stuff? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think they may need to make some type of uh, some type of move in the draft if it's there, right? So I trust in our general manager, and I think that if if there's a move to be made in a good value sense, I think it needs to be made, meaning a trade up to get somebody, or uh, you know even a trade down if it has great value, uh, you know whatever it needs to be. I don't necessarily you know believe that. Uh, we need to, you know, give up the house for one of these top QBs. Uh, you know, I'd love to get one of them, but for the right price. Now, Giants organization historically is pretty conservative. Um, so, uh, you know, I think they're not that much of the type to make a huge splash, stir up any controversy, to pick any controversial players. So, you know, I, I, I think they like Daniel Jones because I think they like his personality, his composure, things like that. So, you know, they, they might just uh, stick with him, but who knows uh, if if there's, you know, say a trade on the table that has great upside. Uh, I think our guy will definitely take something like that if uh, if he needs to. He's not afraid to to deal Daniel Jones or to just say, you know, here's, 40, here's $80 million, take a seat. Uh, we'll pay you guaranteed money, and then, you know, you're, you're gone. So... I could see something like that happening, Robbie. One of the uh, one of the big names, one of the big things, one of the big movements around the NFL this year was uh, Tommy DeVito. You want to see him come back, or do you think the uh, the Giants should should try and trade him if they can and um, get some money for him? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think to be honest, do I see a difference between him and Tyrod Taylor? I don't know because, uh, you know, I saw Tyrod Taylor make some pretty bonehead mistakes even as a veteran, you know, throws he should have made just because of his experience that he had. Tommy DeVito has some potential, but the biggest thing I see in DeVito is that he seems to be a cheap option for a nice backup, right? I mean, being a rookie, being just entering the league, I'd rather pay him, you know, a fraction of what I have to pay Tyrod Taylor um, in terms of a backup QB money. So, you know, if if we see any cap issues, I I, I would take Devito over uh, Tyrod Taylor. He he's shown me that he can at least make throws and potentially win games if the Giants need need him to. Especially since how injury prone uh, Daniel Jones clearly is. Uh, I think he's only played one full season. So, uh, you know, I, I like Devito for his for his price, his budget. All right, Robbie. Anything else? I think that's. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, games this weekend were a little bit interesting, but at the end of the day, the uh, the more experienced teams in terms of success and playoff success were the ones that uh, made it out of there. So uh, that's you know you can definitely see the composure in terms of um, you know the Chiefs and the Niners versus uh, the Lions and the Ravens who made some pretty bad mistakes down the down the line. So. Yeah, it's going to be a good, uh, you know, got to wait two weeks, but it should be a good uh, matchup. It's going to be a rematch of 2020, right? Yeah, and you know what happened a month after that? Yeah. COVID, yep. 
COVID, <laughs> COVID. So yep, it better not happen news. again. Yep. Better bad not news. happen again. Well, Robbie, next week I'll ask you for your Super Bowl picks, all right? So I'll give you a week to prepare, really focus on right. it, and I'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. Talk to you next week. I'll have something for you. All right. Thanks, my man. All right, there's uh, Robbie from Southie for you with a uh, few takes on the Giants and uh, Bill Belichick. Real quick, uh, another big event that happened uh, this weekend was the college basketball game between Georgetown and Providence, in which at Providence, in which Providence beat Georgetown, eighty-four to seventy-six. But the big story was the former Providence head coach Ed Cooley came back. Uh, to to this uh, to the stadium or arena rather, and got booed out of his mind. So that was a big that was a big deal. Uh, let's go to Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Harrison, Harrison, you, you had a couple of uh, fiery callers there earlier. Uh, I think that uh, who is it? Al from Everett. Uh, Al from Everett. Al has as much love for uh, for Bill Belichick as I have for John Henry. I think, huh? Only he expresses it in a different way. You know, it's funny, though, but, because it's funny, though, because, you know, you get over John Henry about having a, a younger wife and Robert Kraft has a younger wife, too. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know what it is. I, I, I think soon enough you'll be turning on Robert Kraft. Soon enough you'll be turning on Robert well, Kraft. No, 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 no. I, I don't care who they're married to. My, my whole point was that... Uh, he has given up. Uh, he has given up control to his uh, his wife to the uh, to the Globe, and that Globe is one of the worst papers in the United States now. But uh, I didn't call uh, because of that. I I just want to uh, put in my two cents worth as far as uh, Belichick and, and getting a job. Now, if in fact Andy Reid does uh, retire after this season, I think that. Uh, Clark Hunt, the owner of the of Kansas City, I think he has a, just a big enough ego that he would pull in um, he would pull in Belichick to be the head coach. But everything else stays the same as far as his coaching staff is concerned. You know, he he has a well oiled machine right there, and Belichick could be head coach in well. I'd say a name only, and he would be probably a defensive strategist uh, as far as uh, anything uh, was concerned. And Clark would just simply bring him on board as the head coach so that he could win his, uh, what is it, 15 games that he needs, uh, those 15 games. And then after that, it's a gentleman's agreement that you will reach that level. Uh, you will reach that level as a uh, uh, as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and and they'll be able to uh, use all of those accolades, put the signs up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then after that, you retire and and you uh, ride off into the sunset. That's that's. I think that's a plausible, uh, very plausible. Uh, scenario as far as that's concerned all right Ray. But well uh well thank you see. thank you as always uh for calling in that's a great take right there i like that i like that take okay all right all right 
Good. We agree on something finally. <laughs> I'm going to have to save it. I'm going to have to save it. Have a great okay, week, Harrison. Ray. Thanks for calling in. Right. Thanks, Harrison. Bye-bye. All right, there's uh, Ray from Methuen for you uh, with a uh, just a, a just one take, basically, saying that uh, the owners of, of the Kansas City Chiefs would actually bring Bill Belichick in. All right, to wrap the show up, let's bring in uh, Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Harrison, I'm glad I got to sneak this one in. Um, so who, so are you going to announce your Super Bowl predictions? Next week. Uh, before next week? No, nope, so next week. about it a little bit? Next yeah. week. Okay. Next week, I'll let you know. Next week, I'll let you Next Monday will be uh, Super Bowl pick Monday on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Okay, that sounds good. What um, what were your thoughts on the games yesterday? I thought. I mean, I thought they were. I thought they were two good games. I thought the Chiefs, uh, Ravens game was actually closer in score than it actually was, and I think that Falcon, uh, not the Falcons, but the Lions, uh, 49ers game was pretty close. It was funny how it started. The first half was all Lions, and the second half was basically all 49ers. So it's funny how it uh, flip-flopped there. Right. I tell you, Mahomes, the guy is unstoppable. I mean, he is, you know, virtually mistake-free, and that was the difference in that game. The, 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 the guy is, I hate to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say he's better than Brady because nobody's better than Brady. But he is, he's legit. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't turn the ball over. He can run. He's got the full, he's got the full package. That's why I, I like him over, over Purdy and the, and the Niners. So no, you're already coming weeks. out two weeks ahead of time. You're coming out, and you're letting everybody yeah. know you're taking the Chiefs. Yep, as uh, painful as that is. I, I take the Chiefs. I'm, I'm thinking that the Chiefs, just because of Mahomes, the Mahomes factor um, is, I think, the the one thing that is going to – is the big difference maker there. Let me ask you, then, let me ask you yeah. this, Bill. Going back to this to – to your comment about, you know, you don't think Mahomes is better than Brady. Yeah. Let me put this scenario for you. If Patrick Mahomes – ends up winning more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. Would you consider him in the conversation? And the reason why I'll say that is because Tom Brady was a very, you know, in-the-pocket quarterback. He didn't really move. Patrick Mahomes is a very talented quarterback because he moves out of the pocket, he runs the ball, and he makes plays. Do you think there's something to be said about that? And I know that's tough because you're a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan where Brady, you know, Brady, I'm 23 years old. Brady brought me, you know, Super Bowls. He's been my childhood. But, you know, when you sit back and you actually think about it, you know, if if Mahomes catches Brady, wins more Super Bowls than Brady, would you consider Mahomes to possibly be a better quarterback than Tom Brady? I guess it's worth – he's in the con- conversation. He's already in the conversation already, but um, let's, let's, um, let's tackle that when, that when that comes to fruition. I, and I, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm okay. going to leave you with one more, one, one more hot take. All right. 
would you what happens if next year if Fox put Belichick and Brady in the same box to announce football? Would that be unbelievable or would that be unbelievable? So, Bill, I hate to break it to you, but as somebody who knows a thing or two about broadcasting, that would never happen because they would never have two analysts unless they wanted to move to a well, three-man I, crew. I was going to say, yeah, that's what I was going to say is they need to have like the, the third guy in there. Yeah, they wouldn't like have Belichick and Brady and then like the third guy. That could happen. I don't think so. That I I could think happen. Bill, I think I don't he, think Bill's going to get a job. I don't think he's going to get a job in the NFL. I think potentially if he doesn't get a job this year, he's he's probably done. Um so anyways, I, I'll leave you with that little tidbit. That's a hot take for maybe like later on in the summer. Put it back in your in in the back of your mind and uh um, I'll put it I'll put it in the back of my mind, but I think uh Here's a hot take for you. I think uh, pigs might be able to fly if that happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it. We'll leave it that. I'll talk to you next week, Harrison. All right. Thanks for calling in, Bill. So there's a interesting one that I just don't think would ever happen. They wouldn't move to a three man crew, and there's no way that it it would be Belichick and Brady. And I think I think after this uh, Apple documentary comes out in a few weeks, I think everybody's going to be able to see that things aren't all glorious on the inside and that Brady and Belichick aren't that close and neither Brady or Belichick would actually do a game with each other. I don't think they would. So anyways, that's that. Thank you all for listening today and calling in and all your support week in and week out right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. For day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. I'll see you all next week right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase for Super Bowl Monday picks. Good night, everybody, and have a great week. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.